0: Welcome to the East soccer podcast where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Sebastian, winding down the year, um, it's maybe the
1: first week that I have not spent any days on a soccer field.
0: I know it's, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm at home. To be honest with you, slightly like bouncing off the walls a little bit. I mean, I'm not complaining. I mean, I'm excited no. to be on the field
1: on Sunday. Absolutely I like listen, Sunday will make up for all of it because Sunday's gonna be a,
0: a really long day. Yeah, we're gonna be in the field for like 10 hours. Uh we're gonna be at ODP and the winter mini camp or the first half of the winter mini camp. This is gonna be the 0809s 09s, and 2010 age groups, boys and girls. Yep, and uh we're not working together. We are not, well. we are not working together, which is interesting because at the last uh ODP event we worked together the entire time and it was fun. They moved me over to the boys' side. I know, I know. Well, I'm staying on the girl side, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the, hey. the one boy session I have, or two. I, I'm good. Yeah, or just for the elements, though. You know, winter, winter camp. Yeah. So, uh, so it's exciting. Um, and then we uh, we wrapped up our our season with our last tournament with the, on the girls side. Our high school age girls team, our three girls team, uh, went to the PA Classics Winter Showcase. Um, did well. Ultimately, I think we competed well. We showcased ourselves well. College coaches were out there, um, and it's exciting. Uh, they did they did really well. Um, you know, ultimately, that team is always going to compete, and that's what we look to do at those age groups. Um, we're we're just competing. Um, we're competing showcasing. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, took the took the VO out on a, on a little road trip. I had some referees looking at it going, "Oh, can you send that to me? Uh, so I gotta gotta make sure I send the refs the video. <laughs> interesting <laughs> they wanna they wanna evaluate themselves as referees. Who am I to stop? Who am I, Who am I to say no? And
1: then, you know, soccer dan closing out the year, and then soccer dance closing out the year this uh this this coming weekend first tournament. <laughs> Literally the last weekend that you could probably play a tournament in the country. I guess, unless you're going to Disney, right?
0: (laughs) Unless you're going to Disney, unless you're going to (laughs) the uh, old school orange classic down in Florida. Uh, Dan shutting gotta be, gotta be the last
1: one all the time.
0: Yeah. He's gotta be the, he's, he's the one, he's the one closing it down. He's, uh, turning off the lights, locking, locking the door behind him, locking the 2021 door. Um, but you know what? Actually, no. The last thing that's going to be happening, literally the the last day of the year, is going to be us. We, we're going to have an episode on the thirty first. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. So there you go. We're closing the doors. We're closing doors, but soccer dance
1: closing the Delaware Union doors from a tournament perspective because we even we're have starting, the tryouts. Oh, the Delaware Union Diamonds. Yeah, that's right. We got from, diamonds from standpoint. a competition standpoint. Competition
0: standpoint. Yeah. Actually, we're not even close to being done with soccer. Let's let's but let's just rewind. Let's just restart again we're not even close to be you know what It might as well just be january we're at the beginning of the year uh no it's at the end of the year but we're in the last week which seems like all everything kind of just piles on um cuz we're like 2 weeks away from the end of the year and we have a lot going on still uh which is exciting i'm i'm looking forward to to the last the last week or so um and then i'm looking forward to the diamond tryouts uh, we got some new players coming out, got some returning players coming out. Uh, so excited for, for Monday night. You still got time to register. Uh, you can always find that information on our website, delawareunion.com, or you can go check us out on Instagram and Facebook at DE Union Diamonds. And of course, our Facebook pages, Facebook.com slash Delaware Union, on Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer, and on Twitter at DE Union Some exciting things happening in 2022, Duane. Um, some exciting things. Some things we can't reveal yet uh, because they're they're under wraps. Uh, but some exciting things. Marketing analytics department are hard at work putting some things together for twenty twenty two. Those little elves are down there grinding. Yeah, yeah. You think Santa's got problems? Uh, um, now we 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 are very excited. And some another bit of news. Um, and I guess we'll we'll read this now. Might as well. So we're excited to be part of the podcast row for the 2022 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Kansas City in January. We're both going, plus another coach, Luis, from our club is coming. Um, The convention is the ultimate event for soccer coaches and those who work in the game. Rekindle your passion through presentations, on-field demonstrations, exhibits, and events for coaches at every level. Whether you're attending alone or bringing the whole coaching staff, there's no better place to learn, network, and experience all aspects of the game. You can register today and as a listener of this podcast, of this podcast, of the soccer podcast, you can use this promo code POD22, POD22 at checkout and you can save 80 bucks off your registration. Boom. You're not getting that anywhere else. You're not getting that anywhere else. Nowhere else can you get this right here. POD22, save $80 at checkout. Your registration also includes all the recorded session so you won't miss anything. So you got two 11 o'clock sessions. That's okay. You don't have to be in two places at once. One of them is going to get recorded. You can get that at home. Visit United UnitedSoccerCoachesConvention.org today to register and use promo code POD22, P-O-D-2-2, at checkout to save. We can't wait to see you and be reunited with all of you at Kansas City.
1: I know one, I know one coach that's going to be taking advantage of those recorded sessions.
0: Who? <laughs> El Chad. El Chad, that's right. Yeah. He said, isn't uh, it virtual? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm excited for the fact that we're gonna be going to the convention this year or in yeah. 2022. I'm excited that we're part of the podcast route. We are we are going to be media marketing and analytics department is going on the road. Backstage backstage passes. I mean, we have we have giveaways, contest, um, interviews
1: like we got all kinds of stuff might might have some live video going on out there
0: maybe have some live video uh we are going to be doing we're going to be recording from there we're going to be again that stuff that we can't really announce yet it's going to be unveiled officially to the world while we're at the convention so you want to make sure you're up to date on your social media you want to make sure you're following us we're going to be giving away some stuff. We're going to be doing some contests while we're at the convention. So if you're at the convention, hit us up ahead of time. You want to you want to be on the podcast? Let us know. We'll we'll get you on the podcast. You can be on the podcast. You're going to be in Kansas City uh, between the 19th and the 22nd. We'll be there. We'll be there all the way to Saturday mid afternoon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like so, it, it's also awesome. it's an awesome networking event. You run into coaches new coaches coaches you haven't seen in 30 years well i haven't been alive for 30 years but for the older coaches coaches they haven't seen since their younger days you know it's a good all-around event even though it's in the midwest this year you know the east coast i think we've run into a little bit more of our local clubs but it's an awesome it's pretty awesome event looking forward to it
0: i'm excited i'm excited just to to be back and having there obviously been there in two years because of covid and stuff but um, I'm excited for, for the convention. Um, I'm excited to be in a different environment for the convention. I remember when we went to 2019 in Baltimore. We 2020. Oh, sorry, 2020, yeah. Baltimore 2020, um, the, that was the first or second year they did the podcast row. And I was walking through the podcast row, and I remember saying to myself, and I think I said it to Brittany as well, like, that's the next thing. Like going to be on the podcast show we didn't we hadn't we didn't have the podcast yet no that was like this is like pre-covid stuff like as crazy as it sounds like and i wanted to and i wanted to make sure i had a podcast on the podcast show like that was going to be the next thing i wanted to do um covet hit opportunity came along and all of a sudden 2022 we're in the podcast show.
1: yeah that was like one of the last like big events
0: so yeah so very, very exciting stuff. Um, really, really looking forward to to um, to that. It's going to be really cool. So make sure you go out there and check it out. Pod 22. Save 80 bucks on registration. All right, Dwayne, uh, it's December. Uh, so that means college seasons have wrapped up for the most part. And uh, we did a couple of check-ins uh, throughout the year on the Rangers. And if we're talking about the Rangers, we're talking about Regis and we have to have our favorite like one of our favorite guests on uh mostly because um i think since i've known her for the last 4 5 6 i don't know how many years uh since i've known her uh and we met going to a convention uh or did we meet before we might have met before no we met going to the convention yeah we met going to a convention or right before a convention um so conventions always bring up fun, 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 fun memories of uh, of meeting Kelly. Kelly Brown is on the podcast today. Hi, Kelly.
2: Hi, guys. How are you?
0: I'm good. Uh, so Kelly is the head coach at Regis, and uh, you brought in some guests with you.
2: I did. I did bring guests because I knew everybody was tired of talking to me. So
0: never, I'm never, the love tired, of never tired of talking to you. But we are excited. Uh, so Sophia Leone, right? I said that right? Because I feel mm-hmm. like you just told me, and I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, perfect, good. And then Casey Lavin is here. Uh, Sophia, you're a sophomore, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Perfect. And Casey, uh, you're somewhere between a sophomore and junior.
3: Yes, um, school wise, I'd say I'm like junior. I guess athletic wise, I'm a junior. School wise sophomore because I still have a little I finally decided on a major so that's what's gonna keep perfect. me there a little bit longer
0: perfect well that's great well what did you decide on
3: uh I'm gonna do psychology and then later on I want to like follow a career of sports psychology
0: look at that well you got a great mentor right there with you that had, had some experience in that pathway right mm-hmm. yeah Sophia what about you what do you did you decide on a major yet
4: yeah. Um, I entered into Regis majoring in nursing. So I'm a free nursing student. And then I actually chose my minor this past semester and I'm minoring in healthcare administration.
0: Wow. Hey, <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that's a tough major in general.
4: Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's fun though. I like it. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, let's talk about your season. Uh, I got a chance to visit your campus this past summer uh, while in Colorado and I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was a really, really cool campus. Um, fantastic facilities. Um, but let's just us a little recap of your season. So Kelly, how was the season? Because it was very, very good. Well, at least yeah, from, I- our, from our standpoint, it was really good. It looked good on the stat sheet.
2: <laughs> yeah, she looked great. No, it was, it was an awesome season. We brought in 10 new players. And so I think the challenge for every team, bringing in a big group of new players and it was a group of new players that had experience. We had some transfers that came in like Casey, and then we had a lot of freshmen as well. Um, So balancing the new blood with the old blood, and we had three returning seniors who took their COVID season as well. And so we were, I mean, just the vast array of experience we had on the team was probably the biggest I've ever faced. Um, But after a quick preseason trip up to Steamboat where we camped in the rain and then everybody slept in a garage, one single garage. And then we went to a nice giant mansion in Breckenridge for a couple nights and we had training really for four days up in the mountains, I think we were able to bond pretty quickly. Um, Our non-conference season was up and down. Um, I think we were trying to feel out who we were as a team, kind of our playing style, who fit best in which spots, and then also what our regional opponents looked like. Um, As a new coaching staff and relatively new team, we weren't sure what we were up against. When we went to the Lone Star Conference, or even locally. I mean, we played at Hawaii schools. We played a couple different opponents that we were just kind of feeling ourselves out. Um, and then once conference came, we started to hit a groove a little bit. Um, and early on, we fought for some results that helped us at the end. And then towards the end of the season, we were playing some of the best soccer we've ever played. Um, we were really deep. And we played everybody as much as we could. Um, so I think the sheer depth of our team spoke volumes of Regis and where we're going with the program. And then some big results at the end to actually put us in the conference tournament final. Um, We finished top four and earned the fourth place seed going into the conference tournament and then finished in the final. We took second place, unfortunately, into UCCS um, and beat us three to one in the final, but it was the first time we've advanced past the quarterfinal round in six years I think, and the first time we've been in a championship round since 2012. Um, So it was a big, big accomplishment for Regis Soccer, and we do lose a huge class, um, a big group of leaders, a big group that really cared a lot about the program and our players, um, but we have a lot of new players and younger players that I think are motivated to carry on that standard in that culture moving forward so I'm excited it was a great place to start especially after the COVID year and
0: yeah looking forward to spring so so two things that that stood out one you ended up having a coach in that final against the former Regis coach and your former coach Uh, how was that experience in general
2: it was the third time we've played him So I think then nostalgia is kind of worn off, at least for me (laughs) Um, and some of the players. A lot of our players, I would say half the team haven't played for him. Uh Um, And it was just a big game in general. It was fun to play against them. But at the end of the day, it's just another game. And, you know, my squad's now Regis and his squad is UCCS. And I think that maybe some of the returning players had a few more emotions than I would have. Um, i was happy to see them advance after the first round and we'll always be a fan and you know he was at our wedding too so he's a longtime friend but at the end of the day it's a soccer game and we wanted to win so
0: yeah
2: we'll get them next year
0: well well here's here's when you were talking about having a successful season so i was doing some digging um and i have a Uh-oh. stat that i think is pretty cool do you know how many goals you scored this year
2: 42
0: I mean, according to the website, it says 53.
2: i a little shy. <laughs> 53. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 53. Uh, that is the most goals in a season in the last 10 years. Really? Yep.
2: I have another stat to one-up your stat.
0: Ooh, perfect. Do it.
2: So one of our alums before the conference final sent us a little video or sent the team a video good luck. And she said 84% of our roster has contributed to at least one goal scored this season.
0: That is awesome. i play it on the front foot. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. That's really good.
2: Which I thought was a neat stat as well.
0: Well, that brings me back to the first time you were on the podcast. One of the first, que- one of the questions that we asked you towards the end you know there was uh you know it, you're you're up a goal with 5 minutes left what do you do uh and you talked about how you weren't def- like you were still going forward like <laughs> so, yeah so there you go that that speaks to that's awesome that's really really cool um all right well we're going to we're going to talk to sophia sophia you won a pretty cool award this year so you yeah. won the the summit award you were the summit award winner which is presented to the student with the highest GPA. Um, So talk about that, like school athletics, like that student athlete life balance. How does that work? And congratulations on the award.
4: Thank you. Um, I think the biggest thing is probably balancing your time. I think it's always hard to go wake up, go to soccer, come back, go to school, do homework, go to bed, do it again. I think, that's the hardest part is to get into that groove and just understanding that you're doing it for a reason. Like I always tell myself, like I'm doing it for a reason. I'm gonna get somewhere with this. Like ultimately, like my career is extremely important to me. And I think I found the balance. I think I, I think I honestly found it probably freshman year. Um, and I'm, I mean, ultimately proud of myself. I think it was hard, and I think especially freshman year being COVID year. Like it was, we call it the COVID year because that was our first year college and that was a loop within itself. So I think it's interesting to see one, how easy it's been to I guess get into the second year of like my sophomore year. And how nice it's been to settle in and then I think just grind at the end of the day. I think it's nice to sit here and be like know that I can do both. I think it's like it's nice to know that I can do both of them and not have a problem. Which is I think is the coolest part.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and Casey you were a transfer into the program uh so how was that transition and how did your experience having played your freshman year somewhere else and then going into your you know your second year where how did that how was that transition in general
3: um so i actually so i played my first two years down in school in st louis Mm -hmm. oh i got my freshman sophomore year under my belt somewhere else and then this like the previous year i just took off from like school and soccer completely like i I mean, with COVID and everything going on and then just like personal stuff, I just like sat out of it. Um, so it was actually a pretty big transition, just going from being at home to 14 hours away and getting like back in that whole school and soccer routine. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, it's honestly one of the best times of your life like you get. And so, I mean, it was hard, but manageable.
2: And us, how did, I'm going to cut in go for it. on Casey's first time on campus. She flew in and we had those bad wildfires. Uh-huh. So she literally didn't see the mountains for about a week and a half when she moved here. And she was looking at me like I was crazy. Like <laughs> you said there were mountains here. And I was like, I promise you there are mountains in the background. And she goes, I haven't seen them because we hadn't seen them for like two months. <laughs> I'm sure enough, once a smoke there, it's like, oh yeah, they're there. <laughs> I'll never forget that conversation,
3: Casey. My well, first, I actually stepped on like campus in Colorado for my first time, like coming out to school in August. So that was like my first time in um Colorado ever. So it was definitely just like, hey, here you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool place.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome.
0: um Well, so how does how that, how is that in general from a from you personally, how did you decide to that, like, A, you wanted to go back into the game, and then B, that Regis was the place?
3: So, I like, I knew for sure I wanted to go back. It was just, like, when, because at the time I was thinking, like, I was just going to take a semester off. But then it ended up being a whole year, right? and it just worked out that way, too, since everyone's season was, like, pushed to the spring. Like, it was going to – I was going to have to wait anyways, but – Honestly, I was just kind of like looking at like one, I started just looking at programs that were kind of outside of the Midwest, because I didn't really want to stay uh, in the Midwest. And then I was like, looking, I was, of course, wanted to be on a winning team. So I was just looking at successful programs, and just basically all around. And I mean, we just kind of caught my eye just with the program they have, and then just like, I mean, all I had was pictures. So just looking online, it just looked like a, a really nice school to attend. I mean, academic wise, obviously, I'm gonna get a good education here too. And so just kind of talked to Jeff, our former assistant coach. And basically, after talking with him, I was like, okay, I wanna come out here. <laughs> so I mean, it was already late too. So I kind of had to decide, but I'm very happy with my decision. It's
0: awesome, um, Sophia. What were the what were some of the goals? Because um, I, I we follow you on social media. We follow all we follow the program on social media, and and uh, as Kelly was talking about that retreat that you took, ultimately we felt like we were a part of it because you guys posted a lot of things. So that was really cool. So from that from that first year that with COVID, which was ultimately extremely difficult, going into that second season, um. Did you guys, expe- did you expect to have, like, is that, was that the goal was to make it to the, to the conference championship? Was that the ultimate goal or was it something that along the way you're like, Oh man, like we can do this.
4: I think personally, and I think for a majority of the team, it was like along the way we were like, wow, like we got this, like we can do this. And I think it started up slow. Cause we were like, Hey, let's feel this out. Just as Kelly said, like we got new players. We got to figure out where we all fit. Got to figure out who we're playing against, who we're up against, like, how they play, I guess, and I think it was more of along the way we realized, like, this could be, I think it was probably early on, I would say, like, we realized, like, this could be our conference, like, we could run this conference, and I think the biggest thing, I think going into the championship game, Kelly talked about, like, we got alum video, I think we all sat there, and I think it really hit me then, and I was like, wow, like, we're doing this, like this is happening now. And I think it was exciting because like Kelly said, it's been years since we've been to the championship game and like having last year and having maybe played seven games total, having six games get canceled because various different reasons. I think it was cool to get through a whole season, honestly, and then make it as far as we did. I think we were all extremely proud of ourselves.
0: That's really cool. Um, Kelly, did you, did you know from early on that that you were going to have this much success?
2: No. <laughs> um, and that's partly because it was a new coaching staff and we had only seen, like so said, we only saw half the conference last year. Right. And it's been, you know, nine years, eight years since I've been in the conference. So I wasn't sure what the RMAC looked like anymore. And there were a lot of new coaches in the conference too. Um, so there was a lot of turnover, a lot of change. And But I do remember talking to the staff after our inner squad scrimmage up in Steamboat. And being like, holy cow, like we've got some firepower here. I mean, we played 11 aside for the first time up there. And we played well. We played really well. So I knew the potential was there to be good. I just didn't know if that good would be good in the conference. You know, and then we gutted out some pretty gutsy performances to, you know, come back from 3-1 down or to take UCCS to overtime and, you know, from being two nil down and the beating minds in overtime and conceding on an own goal to a regional ranked opponent and being Westminster on the road. Like there were just a lot of things that happened where I was like, not only do we have the skill, but we also have the heart and the desire and the passion to bring us through those hard times that you face in games. And that's something resiliency, you know, perseverance, and just mental toughness. I think this group had that you can't gauge in a preseason camp. I mean, that's, you have to be tested. And this group was tested three, four, five, six times over the season and came out on top. And so once that started happening, especially come postseason, season, it just felt good. It was kind of like coaches get out of the way, let the players run with it because you don't want to screw it up because the ship was steered in the right direction. It was kind of just letting the players run with it. So it was, it was fun. It was exciting.
0: Awesome. Um, Casey, what were some of the challenges that you that you think as a team you faced this year?
3: Uh, I, don't know. I, guess, I guess like just starting starting off, like I mean, like we've said like multiple times already, is we have never played with each other. Like this was just such a new group. I mean, even the group that was there before us, they had a spring together, and I don't know how much was done in the spring, but by the talks of things like. Not much, and I mean, like they still got like practice and stuff, but I don't know, I feel like not having an actual fall season can't really uh, or doesn't really you have to have like that full fall season yeah. to have the full experience. And so I think that was just like one of the challenging things is just seeing like how we we're gonna mesh together, but I mean, it was no problem at all. I think I mean, all over you're going to have different like playing styles and players are going to need different things and stuff. And I think all of it just kind of came together at the right time for us, especially just like towards, I mean, that's when it matters the most too. I mean, you take care of business during the regular season and then at the postseason comes, that's when everything should be together. And I think that's, I think we worked through that through the whole season, through ups and downs.
0: Um. And I'll leave this one up for, for either, either the three of you to answer. Um, what's the, again, from, uh, from an outsider's perspective, looking at it from following social media and things like that. What's the, what's the chemistry like, like, what is it? You know, it seems like, it seems like a very close knit family. Um, obviously Kelly had a big announcement. Fields and Kelly had a big announcement mm-hmm. towards the beginning of the season. Um, that, that was pretty cool the way they did it. Uh, but I think, in general, and having been there before, and 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 seeing the campus, and seeing the fact that Aiden's around and and hanging out as well with the team, um, how is how is that environment? Um, and I'll I'll let either of the three of you, whoever wants to take it.
4: I can go to speak on a little bit. Um, I think since I've been like I was here last year, I think this year is probably the closest we've ever been. I think I think this team came together and I absolutely loved being a part of it I think everyone I knew every single person on the team had my back and I knew like if there was something that was wrong I could go to any one of them because anyone would be there and I think that was the coolest part for me because I've been on teams that are close but are superficially close like I guess you could say I think this team's not superficially close I think this team loves each and every one of like everyone who's involved and I think it was very very cool to like feel involved in that and it was an awesome environment to be in it was trainings were great like having Aiden there was awesome we love sitting there talking to A
3: he would sit there and laugh at us it was just I think it was a great time honestly
0: awesome that's great
3: just follow that like we had like fifth years like saying like this is probably the best team I've been on since I've been here so that's five seasons there. They've had five different like groups come in. And I mean, yes, they could be saying that just to say it, but I truly believe just like with the type of chemistry you had that those statements were true. I think just like especially going back to like pre pre game stuff and in our locker room, like that's when you could totally see just like everything like coming together and just our whole like I mean, we were dancing, singing. I mean, Kelly could hear us from outside of the locker room, like all the way in her office and stuff. So I think that just says a lot about like our team chemistry. And like Sophie said, like, you know, you could count on anyone, even if like, I mean, I, it was my first year, but I knew every single one there in that locker room would be there for me if I needed something. So I think that was, it was just pretty awesome. And similar to Sophie said is like you've been on, I've been on like teams that are close but this is like truly like a close team and just like every single girl I just felt like I could depend on.
0: Um Kelly what is what is, what is um trying to find a way to put this together. Um what does that mean to you as a coach to hear that from from both of your players?
2: what every coach dreams of. Um, I think I told the group at the end of the season, because I think coaches get burnt out too. I mean, you're going every day from July until December, you know, November, December. um, And you get tired, you know, because you have your family life and you've got your life outside of soccer too. But this was the first group and like these two ladies talked about, I've been on teams that have been close and fun, but this was the first group where at the end of the season, I was enjoying myself almost more than I did at the beginning of the season. It wasn't just because of results. It was because the vibe on the bus, you know, to, I don't know how they wrote me into singing Spice Girls on the bus, but somehow it was just like, the vibe was good. The vibe was good at team meals. The vibe was good at trainings. People were, yeah, we knew we were all kind of in the grind at the end, but their attitudes and the culture that they've created within their own group was just was contagious. And it was, you know, energizing. And it was something where the staff was excited to show up because we knew the players were excited to show up. And so that to me meant the world. And I think it carried us along, but that didn't come easy. I mean, these ladies can attest to, it was hard. It was hard to do preseason. It was hard to have 10 new players. It was hard to you know, struggled to scrap out games or results or on the road or, you know, it wasn't easy, but they all had the right mentality to it. And I think that's what kind of grew them closer and closer. And in the postseason meetings, I talked to all the freshmen. They are like, yeah, we were scared to death to come in. But within the first 12 minutes of some team barbecue that they had before preseason started, they felt like they've known these players forever. Um, and that just speaks testaments to the the returners. I mean, they created the culture they wanted or they missed, you know, so it's just now how do we carry that on for next year's freshmen and next year's transfers and enjoy it. I mean, you could tell, you probably could tell on social media or the pictures. It's just, I spent a year and a half trying to find a celebration picture that I could hang in my office and there weren't any. And all of a sudden I've got 30 to choose from with the entire team, you know, and that's just, that's something
0: we see and feel so well and when we talk about you know the, the idea of player development and, and the idea of like you know how do you find success how do you yeah, how do you define success how do you find winning how do you do all these things something that at times maybe gets missed but it's extremely important and i'm glad you all three of you brought it up it's a lot easier to step onto the field with somebody you want to play next to
2: mm-hmm.
0: right mm-hmm. it makes that hard part of like when it's raining snowing uh or or it's just a tough game or you're down a goal or whatever the situation is you can look to that person next to you and go in in case you said it right she's got my back like i can do this right so i i think that's a that sometimes it's the thing that is hardest to to get because there is no roadmap to how to build team chemistry there's things that you can do but ultimately it has to at sometimes come naturally right um and the found the fact that you found a group like that that that's able to kind of build themselves in in that regard and they enjoy being around each other is, is awesome. So now um let's talk about the four four incoming players that you have into the class of 2022. Um so how do you think they'll fit into this entire uh dynamic?
2: They have to fit in. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the hardest part about recruiting and I think Casey, we talked about it a lot in her recruiting visit. It was, I talked to Jeff after I met Casey for the first time. We have to like them as people. You know, they can be the best players in the world, but if they're not going to fit into this culture, now there's a little bit more pressure on me to bring in the right players because we have a culture I want to keep and a chemistry. And, you know, the returning players are counting on that. And they're counting on me bringing in good young women that not only can play, but can fit in. Um, because the worst thing that can happen is I bring in some stud and, you know, she doesn't fit in and I'd rather someone fit in and not be a stud than get a stud that doesn't fit in. Um, so that piece is going to be a challenge. And I think these four players that we have committed right now, and we're going to have a few, another four, um, coming in as well. Um, but these four that are coming in are great people. I mean, we've got two local players that have wanted to be a part of the program. They've had former teammates that have played for Regis, um, very good technical players um, that wanted Regis early on, Um, but good personalities, great students, great student athletes. um, And they saw the chemistry and they all talked about it post game when they would come to matches. I mean, I think both of them probably showed up to about eight matches this season, which is a lot for You know, just a high school student to just show up to. Um, So I think those two are going to be great. And then our other two out of state players, same thing. They just have smiles on their faces and they want to play. I mean, they want to take people on and dribble and score goals and attack. And they fit into our style of play, but they also fit in personality wise too. And so now looking at the transfer market or, you know, the 2022s that are still looking for a home, it's sifting through ability and personality
0: making sure it all meshes awesome great well, we, we're very excited to to watch uh 2022 come around and and seeing what what the rangers can do uh so before we wrap up uh Sophia and casey uh i'm gonna put you on the spot and since we're close to the end of the year uh let's put a resolution together right uh so what is the new year's resolution or what is the goal of 20, uh, 22? Uh, Sophia, we'll start with you.
4: we talking team-wise or individual-wise?
0: It's both. Either. either one or both.
4: Either or both. Um, I would say team-wise to continue the culture we have once the, um, like once this next, like spring season starts. And I think ultimately spring seasons, I guess, are for getting better. So I think, I think it's, like I said, grind time. I think it's time for us to really focus on ourselves as well as a team, but get ourselves better to where we can better the team. And then, therefore, the team would get better. Um, I think individually, it would probably be keep up with school. But like, I think school is extremely, extremely important to me. And I think it would probably be to – continue my path that I'm on with school. I think I'm so close with nursing. I actually junior year I start uh going into the hospital. So this is my last semester of prereqs. So if I can get these down, then I'm through basically. So this is the semester they decide if we're in the nursing program or not. So I think keeping that up, pushing through, getting through the semester and then ultimately getting to junior year to where I can actually start practicing and being hands-on would be awesome. Nice. Awesome.
2: Sebastian, I think our nurse, I think you know, our nursing program is phenomenal. I mean, yeah. it's one of the top in the country. And we had, it was funny, we had a junior this year go through clinicals that SOAP's about to enter next year. And she was going through the labor and delivery unit on our floor, was her, what, four, five, six week rotation. And she would come to practice with the most interesting stories. And for somebody who's in her third trimester, I was like, stop talking about it. <laughs> and yes, just yesterday, she gave me some more insight on the end of the road here. So hopefully Soph can bring some more intelligence to it. Hopefully I'm not nine months pregnant when that happens. So,
0: Well, at least, I mean, the interesting part would be that when you, when you go into labor, Soph shows up next to you.
2: Oh, they did very well. Allison could have been if I delivered at that hospital, which is uh-huh. weird to think about. Right, like, that would have been a whole
1: new player-coach relationship. I don't That would
0: be a crazy
2: player-coach relationship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's People a. We'll keep that hat. one
2: separate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, Casey, what about you? What What's your New Year's resolution?
3: Um, so, yeah, so I've had like a few springs under, I guess, my belt with just um, like true springs um, and I think that's just for like every spring I've experienced it's more it's just continuing on like building the culture that's like the time to do it and we have a great like foundation to go off of and I guess this is too and like your leadership uh, shows and who's gonna kind of step up and take those roles now that you don't have your senior class and for us our super senior class so I think that's just, Um, one of the big things is just to continue building off of just, I mean, what we finished with and not letting that be our, um, just being okay with that being our end result, but like really pushing for, okay, this is going to be a standard in this, um, program now is making it to the tournament and, um, going to the championship final. And so I think that will just be one of our big things as a team is really like ingraining that into our system um is that we're not necessarily just like a winning team but a successful team
0: awesome nice well um i mean kelly do you want to do you want to give a resolution i'm not going to put you in the spot if you don't want to no i mean i've thought a lot about it but
2: personal versus coach i mean i think i think relationship building is going to be the biggest one both for me as a coach and a Player, and player, um, you going back to playing? Is that the answer the for
0: twenty twenty two? No,
2: I'm not. Right? <laughs> Unless I can got get a you spot for you days. on the
1: diamonds. Yeah, you wouldn't.
2: To- <laughs> <laughs> no, I think just relation spending time. I mean, flipping, wishing my best friend happy birthday would be a nice start. I just feel like life kind of takes over sometime, you know. And really spending time with my players because I think the fall was so busy and so crazy, and I'm not but I am going to blame just being new to parenthood and COVID and the balancing act we had to do off the field. I think it, that's definitely a resolution I want to have for the spring and we're going to have a lot of time to do that, you know, and personal interactions and lunch and coffees and chats. I think, I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed with life that you forget to have just those, the five, 10, 15 minute talks with players or friends or family members and, that's a huge one for me this spring. So there you go. On the spot. Out Great. in the world. Perfect. The two million listeners.
0: <laughs> um, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. We really, really appreciate it. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure to have you on. And uh, already excited to schedule the 2022 podcast uh, for, you know, to to hear about the spring and going into the fall season. Uh, and I wish you the best of luck. So thank you so much for coming on today
4: thank you okay.
0: for having yeah, thank here. you all right uh MLS wrapped up fully finished done And what well, was a very exciting match um I watched the union. i watched much mo- most of the second half and i watched the the all the full extra time in the pKs
1: I was actually at an airbnb without a TV that's sad um yeah so like i was like oh yeah it's three o'clock when i want to watch the like mls cup go to the living room where a tv should be no tv there's yeah. no tv because it's a like front view so i'm assuming that people don't go there to watch tv they go no. to watch like, the view yeah <laughs> unless there was like some hidden like room that i didn't find in the airbnb with the tv <laughs> it was like a man cave in there somewhere but yeah there was no
0: tv so i missed the whole it's crazy because the game actually started at like, a, it was supposed to start at three o'clock, right? Started at like
1: 3.30. Pre-game ceremonies.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so, yeah. They, so, had to get that, they had to
1: get that tree into the uh, <laughs> stadium.
0: Uh, yeah, so, so Portland ended up losing. Uh, so New York um, starts off with the win or starts leading the game. Um, Castellanos scoring a goal. I got it. Huh, yeah, he's back. One one game rest and then he was back. And then Felipe Mora <clears throat> scores in the 94th minute. So four minutes into extra time, he scores uh to tie the game, which was slightly controversial because there was a foul or potentially a foul that happened as the game was going on, or as the as the um as that part was going on, as that cross came in right before the goal. And then after that, New York City looked like they were going to potentially lose the game, um, they go into PKs, um, and then, um, it was kind of a crazy PK shootout because Sean Johnson comes out big, makes some good saves. Uh, a couple Portland players or one Portland player missed I think the goal. Um, and New York City scores, and they went four to two, in PKs. So. Congratulations to New York City FC for their MLS Cup final and win. So good job to them! Wish it could have been the Union; that would have been fun. It would have been excited, exciting. Um, and then right after that, you know, we were all looking forward to Monday. Um, Monday starts off, and then guess what? We redid it again. <laughs> yeah,
1: you got the Champions League draw two times. So I don't even know who's playing who. Honestly, we're
0: going to go over it. We're going to go over it. So, all right. So for those of you at home, they're like, wait, what are you talking about? What happened? All right. So here's how the Champions League draw works. So uh, the 16 teams were divided into two pods, pod one, pod two. Now, pod one was selected. You know, there was, you know, they would just pick it out and then and then they would then go out and figure out who they could play from pod two. So there was eight. So like different pod one teams. is your group winners, right? I think that's what it, no, it wasn't. It's not your group winners. No, it was not your group winners. Um, I think it was the other way around. I think it was a second. Pl- I think the pod one was the second place teams. I think,
1: but essentially, you have
0: a pot of first place teams and a pot of second place teams. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, so ultimately, then, then the second, then the other eight teams had eight different bowls, and they had a bunch of balls with, in theory, their their name inside that ball. So they would pull out. So let's just say they pulled out uh, Chelsea. Now Chelsea was not allowed to play anybody. So. That would Chelsea was going to be the one team that they were going to be selecting a, a, a opponent for. Out of the possible eight teams, they couldn't play anybody that was also from England in the first round and anybody that might have been in the same group as them. So then they would figure out who that was, Lil and a couple other teams. They would put them in another bowl, mix up the bowl, draw up the, the ball, right? Fine and dandy. The problem in the first one was that VRL came up right so they were picking a they were looking for a um they were looking for the, the who was going to be playing VRL and then they pulled out Manchester United for whatever reason which shouldn't have been able to happen because Manchester United and VRL were in the same group
1: Yeah they already played each other
0: twice. So then so then they put Manchester United aside Found a different opponent for Real, and then ultimately Manchester United and PSG got paired up. That's where that happened, and that's where Messi against Ronaldo. Now Manchester United <clears throat> went. I think it was Manchester United and Atletico Madrid. I think both of them like made an appeal or had made a comment or something like that about it afterwards, and that's when everything happened again. Yeah. So they redid the entire draw again. The only match that stayed from the first draw was Chelsea against Lille. So that one's happening still. Pulisic versus Weah. Yes, Pulisic versus Weah. Yeah. So PSG is playing Real Madrid. Money, money, money.
1: So There's PhD. a rumor coming out of uh, a player from Real Madrid maybe moving to PSG. Who? Vinicius Jr.
0: Vinny? Where's Vinny? Why? Is- Why? Just a rumor. He, he wouldn't. They have like four, five two, players. Same as him. Four two four. All right, um, That's not the problem that PSG has. Uh, all right. Salzburg is playing Bayern. This one's going to be. Sorry, Brendan Aaronson. apparently tweeted or texted somebody and was like, yes, I'm excited. I get to play the best team in the Champions League.
1: Yeah, uh, he's just probably lobbying to get a move to Bayern. So he's going to try to do the Ronaldo. and trying he's, to, trying,
0: he's trying to leave the Red Bull
1: system. and He's trying to pull a Ronaldo and like go ham against Bayern. and Be like, oh, yeah, we need to go get this guy.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, so uh, Salzburg against Bayern, Chelsea against Lille, Atletico Madrid against Manchester United, which is an interesting matchup. Sporting against Manchester City. Inter against Liverpool, which I think is going to be, that one's going to be really fun to watch. Villarreal against Juve, and then Benfica against Ajax. This is one of the first years I can remember that it doesn't have a single game that I don't want to watch.
1: Right, they're all pretty like...
0: Even the Ajax, even the Ajax-Benfica game that you're like, ah, you know, not not as well-known teams, you still want to watch that game because Benfica played well against Barcelona. Um... And against Bayern in the same group, and then Ajax just rolled through their group. Um, yeah, boom. they're rolling. Yeah, so it's to be an exciting matchup. So then we got the Europa League. So the Europa League has Dortmund against Rangers, Barcelona against Napoli. So again, in the bar in the Europa League, the top teams from the the top the group winners from the Europa League get a buy into the next round. So anybody that won the 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 Europa League their group they they move on to the next round they go to a round of thirty two. Yes, well, technically no, it's technically sixteen. There's technically twenty four teams left right now. Right, there's two rounds of sixteen. It's kind of weird. Yeah, because you have the eight third place winners versus the eight second place second over. place winners, and then the eight first. So there's two rounds of sixteen that ultimately happen. Um. So Dortmund against Rangers. Dortmund coming from the Champions League. Barcelona against Napoli, which is going to be like of all Oof. the team of all the yeah, that one's going to be hard. Oof. Leipzig against Real Sociedad. I think that's going to be a really good matchup. At- Atalanta against Olympiacos. That's going to be good. Zenit against Betis is going to be good. Sheriff against Braga. I, that one's going to be an interesting one. Sheriff might be able to continue through there. Porto against. Porto against Lazio, it's going to be good. And Sevilla against Zagreb, it's going to be good too. Um, and then we get Sevilla to the conference. To the store. Sevilla getting going back to the trophies, man. <laughs> and then we get to the conference league. Conference league again, same idea. Top teams get a bye to the next round. Second team, second place teams from the groups play the third team. Play teams from the um, Europa League. So. Uh, Fenerbahce is going to be playing Slavia Um uh, Milan is going to be playing um PAOK. Leicester City is going to play Randers. Prague is going to be playing Partizan. Rapid Wayne is going to be playing the winner in the group of Vitesi and Tottenham, which that game got suspended because of COVID. Well, it was supposed to be ran against Tottenham, and that game got suspended because of COVID. That game is not going to be played. UF has gone out saying that they're not gonna play it. They have until February 17th to figure out who's actually gonna be playing that game. So
1: yeah, because they were saying because they were um the team that traveled to Tottenham said this is kind of messed up. Like we've got a hectic travel schedule travel schedule. We went there, like we should get the points. Yeah. Because Tottenham well the
0: problem is Tottenham and anything except a win. Leaves Tottenham out. Yeah. So I would assume that they're not going to Tottenham's not going to get the win, so it's going to be a draw. So ultimately, we test he's probably going to go through. It's going to be a virtual PK shootout, <laughs> FIFA FIFA style. They're going to take the two FIFA best FIFA players from each team, and they're going to do it virtual. You're going to have a hologram, <laughs> VR. You got the VR. VR. Uh, then you got PSV against Maccabi Tel Aviv, Marseille against uh, Karabag FK. Celtic against, again, kind of the same idea, Bodo or Glimt, um, kind of the same uh, COVID kind of thing that they had to figure out.
1: It's a lot of well-known teams playing European football. I I like the Conference League because I think, like where some of these teams, like Celtic, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, was in the Champions League. It was very competitive, you know, not as competitive. Money's kind of taken over the game and the Scottish market isn't the same. It's good to see them still being able to get some European football, get some money. Yeah. Hopefully restore that glory. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then Barcelona, one of the craziest upsets ever.
0: There you go. Well, we'll talk about how Barcelona lost again as well. Uh, So two things happened to Barcelona. Uh, Tuesday, they played Boca Juniors. We'll talk about that in a second. Well, no, let's talk about that first. So Barcelona plays Boga Juniors. Um, Boga Juniors, if you don't, if you've never heard the podcast, is that's that's the team I support from Argentina. It's a team that like I am a very big fan of. Um played for the Maradona Cup, which started off from a Saudi Arabian prince tweeting something and then ultimately like somehow money was involved, and now and now they had this Maradona Cup in Saudi Arabia. Now Boca Juniors is flying halfway across the world. Hey, they played on Saturday, got on a plane on Sunday, and uh took off. <laughs> um, so Barcelona against Boca Juniors, uh 0-0 halftime, second half, subs come in for both teams. Barcelona playing with their in theory subs, which it's kind of hard to say that they were subs. Because
1: Danny Alves is not a sub,
0: Danny. I was not a sub. Uh, Garcia, Eric Garcia is not necessarily a sub. Linglet, maybe at times a sub, maybe at times it's not. Uh, Ricky Coutinho. Pooch, Ricky Pooch, obviously, is a super sub, but we all know that he's he's very good. Uh, Coutinho and Serginho Dest and Demir. I mean, which again, we'll get on Demir a second in a second. But, <laughs> um, but so uh 1-1 the final of the of the, in regulation off of a uh Dugla s- scored for Barcelona in a goal that shouldn't have counted because Coutinho had a handball right leading up to the goal um then tied by Ceballos from Boca Juniors uh in a great play um and Boca was the better team in the second half and then in the PKs uh the Boca Juniors goalkeeper, Rossi, comes up big with uh, with a big save, and then a player misses, and then Boca Juniors wins. Um, so, in Argentina, there's a lot of discussion about whether this was important or not for Boca Juniors, and they're like, ah, no, it doesn't matter because they're playing against the reserves from Barcelona. I will tell you that when they started the second half, when Boca started the second half, Vasquez was the forward, Ceballos was the, uh, the seven, no, the 11th, And Molina's was the other, was the 10. Those were the front, kind of the front three. Those three kids six months ago were the playing in the reserves at Boca Juniors. So. I think, I think you look at it. Actually, Ceballos was the leading goal scorer of the Boca Juniors reserve up to like three weeks ago. I'm assuming
1: Boca is in the middle of their season. No, they just ended. They just ended their season because it's about to be, is it summer? It's something. summer down there, or winter down there, summer down there. Right. So I'm assuming
0: like, in Barcelona, well, don't forget they played two, they played two tournaments a season, uh, two tournaments a year. Yeah. So like, it's kind of one of those things
1: like where MLS is in full swing and the European teams come over and play MLS teams. Like you're not going to play out your strongest side. You don't want players. Like it's a great cause, the Maradona cup. It's a good way to bring both teams together, but you don't want to get players hurt. Like you gotta kind of be, smart about this thing this isn't you know the uefa super cup it's not the champions league final like it's a good opportunity like for danny alves to get minutes it's a good opportunity for players to get minutes and to get time on the field like it's great to bring both teams together of course you want to see the stars but you also have to be mindful of when this is being played and there's nothing really at the end of it it's a friendly so yeah what do you what do you want to do? Like. What are you really going to do? Yeah. Again, It's a good opportunity. I think for some young players to get exposed to Barcelona, like Barcelona, probably looking and saying, Hey, you know, there's three guys from the Academy. How did they look? Can they come play over here? And it's a good opportunity for some guys that aren't getting minutes or getting back from injury to get some minutes, some meaningful minutes. Yeah. Again, Danny Alves, apparently he was the best player on the field. It's good seeing that he can't play for another like two or three weeks
0: officially. Yeah, no, he was he was he was pretty good. All right. So talk to us. You brought this up. So talk about talk to us about Demir. Demir, 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 Demir.
1: So Demir is on loan from Rapid Vienna, Rapid Vienna, I think. Yeah. Uh so in Austria. So my friend here. Is on the Barcelona first team. He has a clause in his contract that if he plays, I think ten games, he uh, Barcelona has to pay eight point five uh, European. What is it? Euro Euros. euros. Eight point five euros. It's a mandatory. Euros. It's a mandatory buyout clause. Mandatory buyout clause. So, my friend Demir is at not eight or nine games and has to sit out six weeks until after the January transfer market. So they don't have to pay the 8.5 euros right away. And they can hopefully make some money off of player sales. So a player that's arguably he's played in the Champions League. He's been playing in La Liga. He's helping the team now has to sit. He's been one of the better players. I mean, he hasn't necessarily played a whole lot. on a bad team.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't know. He's, he's kind of peaking.
0: It's 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 funny that they just realized this, but at the same time, I also don't I don't personally as a Barcelona uh aficionado, I would say, or fan, I don't personally that it doesn't it doesn't move me one way or another, whether he's in or not.
1: Well, it doesn't he wasn't really in really earlier, ma- so it
0: doesn't really matter. The the money moves you. I mean, yeah, for sure. That yeah, don't play him. I mean, it kind of sucks that they didn't realize this, or it kind of sucks that they had a 10 game, 10 game like must buy clause. That seems silly. At least make and it then, 15 or 20.
1: And then you're, and then Barcelona is absolutely trash and they need him. And he plays in nine of these games. And then well, oh, yeah. it's yeah, you so, can't play anymore. So now he's got to sit out until February. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks for him because Barcelona is going to load him out somewhere else. Well, either that or they just won't buy them. Right now, they need all the players they can get for coupons. <laughs> this is a coupon.
0: They're gonna do what they did to the guy from Tottenham, right? With the defender, they bought him and sold him within a month and a half for double the amount of money and played a the game.
1: There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, they just they 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 sold the uh, they sold Mariba to uh, Leipzig, acts, and yeah. he's getting ready to get sold. Yeah. Yeah. They just Tim right. And they have a, a sell-on clause with him. There you go. So. Barcelona just trying to try to find ways to make money.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we're going <laughs> to. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on to the player of the match. Uh, We're supposed to play a game. I don't think we're going to play today. Uh, We're going to. I'm going to. I can't tell you what the game is, though, because this is one of those things that like, if I tell you what the game is and you kind of win, you can have the possibility to cheat at the game. So I don't want to tell you yet. So oh, don't look like a cheater. No, but it's, it would be easy. It'd be easy. It'd be really easy not to cheat or to, to cheat. So whatever. Yeah. So yeah, no, I just, I we're going to save it. We're going to, we got a guest next week that I think would, could be really fun to have that on this game as well. So we're going to do that. All right. Player of the match. My player of the match uh, goes out to Aguero. Uh, he announced retirement. Um, I I watched the press conference live as it was happening. Um, Sad that he has to retire early at 33 years old, but hopefully he finds what he wants to do in life and uh, he stays healthy and is able to kind of continue on. So, you know, just great career.
1: Yeah. I was fortunate to be able to watch him play live one time. There you go. I lost to Burnley at the turf more. No goals, no goals.
0: (laughs) Um, all right, your uh, player of the match.
1: <laughs> My, have you heard about this one? My player of the match is uh Jean Fernandez. I probably said that wrong. So he's a goalkeeper for a team in Paraguay. Paraguay's getting ready to play their Supercopa. Uh-huh. And he's the goalkeeper and he gets sent off before the game even starts. So he goes to his goal, he goes to put his uh ro- uh rosary up in the goal. <laughs> Um and the fit and he's in front of the opposition and they're like mocking him, chanting and stuff. So he goes like this, like his hands across his neck. Bar catches this, and the referee sends him off before the game starts.
0: <laughs> so what did the team do? They had to like sub him in, like they were allowed to sub because it was before the game. game. The game hadn't started, so they were about to put in so they didn't have to play with 10. They did not have to play
1: with 10, they were allowed okay. to sub this okay. player and put in their backup keeper. And then they lost three one.
0: Oh boy! Yikes! <laughs> oh man! So, All right. Well, I got a I got a good one for your fair play of the week. Then you're gonna enjoy that. Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. So yeah, he was saying they were threatening him, throwing firecrackers and stuff. So
0: crazy thing happened in South America, man
1: crazy super cup super
0: cup um all right on this day in history december 17th 2001 20 years ago uh so we all know the Boulogne d'or as the balloon d'or but the balloon d'or in 2010 um combined so balloon d'or was france football um But then FIFA used to do the European player or the world player of the year. And France football used to do the European player of the year. And those two things combined into one thing. So now there was not two awards given out, just one. But in 2001, before we still had, before we had the Ballon d'Or as one thing, we used to have the world player of the year and then the European player of the year. So 2001, Michael Owen wins the European football of the year. And he was the first English winner since Kevin Keegan in 1979. The interesting part about this is that um, David Beckham finished as runner-up for FIFA's World Player of the Year and lost out lost out to Luis Figo. So it's interesting because David Beckham didn't win the European Player of the Year, but apparently was the runner-up for the World Player of the Year popularity contest. One hundred percent. I mean, it's like, hey,
1: you know, I'm the best player on the team. I'm the best looking player on the team, and I'm pretty decent. <laughs> Who's gonna vote for me? Yeah. Well, I mean, had like mail in probably you know said vote for me in like a Spice Girls yeah, magazine. Mail in,
0: mail in ballots. Mail in ballots from a Spice Girls magazine. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So there you go. Twenty years ago, Michael Owen won the European. Uh, player of the year all right um fair play of the week my fair play of the week goes out to this referee from colombia um because he did a great job uh so tolima was playing america um and things were heating getting heated up player from america gets yellow carded two minutes later player from america gets the threat thrown out and the player that had gotten yellow card gets a second yellow. But the referee didn't realize that he had already booked him once, so he just stayed on the field and continued to play. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> he gives him the yellow card and doesn't realize it. He just walks away, and the player is staring at him like, "Wait, where's the red card?" Nope, never mind. It's not that's coming. Cool, cool, thanks. <laughs> so, a fair play of the week. In, in behalf of the Tolima player <laughs> or the America player for the referee. There you go. Uh, who's your fair play week? Fair play week's going to go out to my
1: boy Sergio. Awesome career. Lots of goals scored. Best of luck in your next endeavors. Sorry that retirement had to come early, but honestly, it was probably best that you got out of Barcelona. Yeah. Well, Cavani's going now. Huh? Cavani's going to go now, take his place. Yeah, but it was good that he. You know, we're not going to remember him as a Barcelona player.
0: Yeah. Well, it's probably, it's probably remember him. As, as one goal in Barcelona against Real Madrid. And that's it.
1: There you go. But we're, it's best that, you know, end your career at Barcelona, especially where they are now. Yeah.
0: We'll remember you as a Manchester City player. Well, I mean, I think he'll, he'll move on to gaming. That's what he's big into now. He's into Twitch and streams oh. and streaming and all that other stuff. So, so I guess I'll move yeah. on to that. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, That gets your heart rate
1: pumping too, so you got to be careful. Got to be careful.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, make sure you, again, register for the convention, pod 22. Save 80 bucks on your registration. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.